0: For those who know what's right, for those wedded to the machines in their bedrooms or studios, their best friend's garage or basement, for those who negotiate with the system every day to make time for the music that matters,
1: Hello, this is the hacker and you're listening to Base Agenda Radio.
0: Hi, how you doing? Welcome to Base Agenda. Hope you're doing well, hope you're feeling good and if you're not, we're going to try and make you feel good with three hours of great music and chat with one of France's finest electronic producers DJ, label owner, Michel Amato AKA The Hacker He's our guest this week Spoke to him last month Most of that conversation's in this uh, show along with a huge amount of music The interview was actually done in two parts uh, mainly because the... uh, the news that Richard H. Kirk had died came in a few days after we had our first conversation and the hacker, like many people, is hugely influenced by his work, the work of Cabaret Voltaire. So we went back and recorded a section on that as well so we were paying tribute to Richard H. Kirk by playing some of his music a bit later on. Other than that, usual story, connecting the dots between the past, present and future all through the lens of a great artist. Enjoy the show. Lots of good stuff coming up. Time to get into the interview with the hacker. I spoke to him a day after he'd uh, got back from playing the Dimensions Festival over in Croatia, and that's where we pick up the conversation. Yeah, I saw that on uh, your Instagram. Yeah, how was it, man? It
1: was good. It was good. It was... uh... So I played uh, for the Pinkman uh, Showcase, mm. the label from uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it was uh, Chris Baha, uh, Marsman, the, the boss of Pinkman, mm-hmm. and uh, Loki and uh, other people, and it, yeah, it was really cool. It was the last day oh, cool. of the festival, so it was a little bit more quiet, Not. Yeah. but the location is amazing, mm. close to the sea. That's cool. Uh, Croatia. Yeah, yeah. I, I never really realized how how beautiful was uh, Croatia. Like I played there like 15 times, but yeah, uh, for, the first, <laughs> yeah for the first time, uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking of uh, my next holidays uh, next year, maybe Croatia. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. No, good man. So that must be how many how many uh, live gigs have you managed to do? This this year, I guess you only probably started a couple of months ago.
1: Yeah, it's it it started started again uh, beginning of July. Mm-hmm. So I played uh, in, uh, in Lyon and Paris in France, like okay. uh, open air uh, events. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, slowly I start uh, I started to have requests to play, and mainly in uh, Eastern Europe. Mm. Uh, so, okay. yeah, I was in Croatia, I played also in Poland, in Lithuania, uh, mm. Switzerland, which is not so East, but East from where I live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, next, uh, I'm going to play in Romania, maybe in Russia also. So, it's coming back. Mm. But it's, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's funny is the right word, but it's mainly east, Eastern Europe yeah. uh, and France. Right now, the situation in France is that there is a lot of open air festival because it's still summer. But yeah, yeah. clubs are open. Clubs mm. are allowed to be open, but mm. I don't know. Um, so far, I don't have any requests. I have a request for in November, but it's not a club; it's a big warehouse. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And are you are people expected to sh- to prove that they've had? a vaccine before they can go to a club yeah that's that's
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, actually i did it everywhere uh in poland mm. uh in uh, lithuania everywhere you have to show your your code your q qr code you know this vaccine yes. thing yeah yeah and, yeah. Uh, yeah and i was playing in a club in poland it was the first mm. time i think it was like three weeks ago Mm-hmm. Or something like that, and it was the first time that I play again in a closed uh, space. Yeah, man. So I, I went to this club. It was like downstairs, like a kind of bunker or something, and it was yeah. very hot, very mm-hmm. sweaty, and very like smoke. And I was playing, mm-hmm. and I was like, if I don't get COVID here, I will, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's the best place to to yeah. to to survive. So if, su- if you like, survive, the feeling yeah, yeah. was like low. Uh, yeah, yeah, low. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no,
0: yeah, yeah. everything is fine. So right. If you survive that, you can survive anything.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's crazy times. It's, it's yeah. good to see people getting to play again. I think a lot of people. All, I was all I was
1: all nervous, like a beginner. You know, when I when I the first, oh, yeah. the, those gigs, I, because it's like one year and a half without touring. Mm. So all the things that I was doing, uh, uh, like a robot, you know, like uh, boarding pass, flying, uh, yeah, yeah. my, you know, preparing my set, checking the music, blah blah blah. I mm. was all like panics, like, am I on time? Uh, w- uh, where is the airport? Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and what yeah. do I play? What do I do? I play fast or not fast? It was like mm. like, like starting all over again. So yeah. yeah. So, but things come yeah. back very fast.
0: I was yeah. going to say your your muscle memory soon, yeah, soon yeah. comes back, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Wow, no, that's crazy, man. Yeah, no, it's nice to get back out there. Yeah. And how has lo- lockdown been for you? I mean, I think it's been a very creative time for some people.
1: Um, at the beginning, for me, it was not. I have to be, no. so it was like a year and a half ago. The lockdown in France, in France mm. started uh, April and May last year Mm -hmm. but like hardcore
2: everything Mm, was closed we Mm. had
1: to stay inside the the only we could only go out if you think about it it's crazy now we were you know we were some perspective Mm. it was like a science Mm. fiction movie so the only thing we were allowed to do is like to go and buy some food you know yeah And, um, and during during that time, my girlfriend, she's living in Paris. She was living in mm. Paris at that time. So she joined me. So we spent the lockdown together. And okay. um, I have to be honest, those two months of lockdown, I didn't do anything. I, mm. I had no idea. I had, I was really like, I don't know. It was a strange period. For me, I, mm. I took th- this thing like some with like some kind of holidays. I'm sorry to say that, but I was like, okay, let's. Yeah, yeah that tried to make the best out of this situation. Mm. But I had no musical ideas. But then, it, and then the summer came. Also, I was not really into, I did one remix. I had a remix to do for Soft sale actually. Uh, oh. it, it's not out yeah. yet. Um, so mm. I did this, but then around September, like inspiration came back. And mm. last winter, I did a lot of things. A lot of things. Right. Lot of remixes, new tracks. We finished the album with uh, Miss Kitchen. Mm-hmm. New album mm-hmm. coming. Uh, cool. uh, we did the mix. We did everything, uh, and I did a lot of tracks. I'm going to mm-hmm. release a mini. Uh, um, it's, it's like six tracks, so it's a kind of mini LP on uh, Man. So I think it will be out okay. this winter. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm. I'm not a. I'm, I'm summer for me is not a. Uh, is not very a very creative period. I always work okay. uh, more and better during winter, and, and autumn and winter. For me, it's more yeah, yeah. inspiring. Yeah, Summer yeah. I'm, I'm outside having a drink. That's what I'm going to do when we finish.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. It's, it's 30, 31 degrees here, which is very unusual, so.
1: Yeah, it's I've same got, here, same
0: here. It's very, very I've warm. I've got a, a beer chilling in the yeah. fridge for <laughs> We've selected some tracks which should be really nice to talk about. But I'm, I'm aware from your recent uh, compilation, the Interzone compilation, yeah. and obviously DJ Mag, that this is quite a big year for Zone. Is it? Is it ten years this year or last year?
1: Uh, it's uh, actually it's a little bit more. <laughs> we don't really remember exactly when we started. I think it was 2009, technically. Okay. To be exact. To be. Correct, but uh, yeah. it's more or less ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thereabouts. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, that's no, really I cool. I had this
1: idea. I have to. I take all the credit. It's my idea for, <laughs> to do this compilation. I wanted to do one since a long time, and then we were like, with so David and Alex who run the label with me. Mike mm. Gazaferstein is 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 not so. It was very involved at the beginning. Mm. Now not so much, but he always have. Of course, we, we, we tell him what we do and he listens to the tracks and everything. Mm. But that was, yeah, my idea. And I, I was like, nobody's touring. People have time to make music. Uh, yeah. the DJs and uh, producers. So let's ask them to do something uh, for us. And uh, and that's how it started. And um, yeah, mm. we, we put a lot of, not a lot, but we put some money in it to do promotion, to buy adverts in mm. magazine and stuff like that. And so far, we uh, I'm really pleased and happy with the results. I'm
0: going to take a quick listen to a couple of tracks from that compilation we've just been talking about. First up here, we've got uh, the Hackers Own track, a track called Nanotechnology, and after this we're going to slip into uh, Jensen Interceptor and Chris Baha. Nice EBM-tinged electro track called Out There On The Ice.
3: Jensen Interceptor and you're listening to Base Agenda.
0: Digital only?
1: Is that right? Or yeah, uh, so yeah, hmm. we were it's a lot uh, of tracks. Yeah, it's a lot of tracks, uh, but we got so many feedback from people on Instagram and Facebook, like asking for a, a, a double vinyl. Like we were like, oh, hmm. we should have should have done it, but it's it's like I don't remember exactly, like 16 tracks, I think, or 15. Yeah, yeah. I can't. We it's it's very expensive first, it, it, and it will be a double. Is not enough. It will be like four. Uh, if we... Yeah, yeah, everything. And now, and the pressing times at the, the moment are really, really bad. Is, yeah, uh, it's crazy. So if we want to do it, it will be out. I may mean, maybe in, in two years. You know, so. <laughs> So another two years but like a year easy
0: yeah so you'll be celebrating your 10th anniversary in like 12 years
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry but yeah but I don't think there will be uh, a vinyl version of the compilation but we never know we, we will see yeah. maybe we will do a special EP something. I would like to have a you know to have an object to Physical object. Yeah, that's,
0: that's always that's always nice. But I mean I've had you know the, the care bots thing that uh, thank you for being on that by the way. Yeah. yeah um I've had people ask me if there's gonna be sort of vinyl related to so I'm like well no. it's hundred and thirty-seven tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't even think I could lift it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, it's no no, it's too complicated. <laughs> but you know, some people are very purist about this this thing, aren't they?
1: I'm not. Not anymore. No. No. I was, but uh Mm. So, uh, I, think, I think it was Jeff Mills and Laurent Garnier also, they more or less said the same thing. Mm. That what is important is the music in the end. Yeah. So, of course, it's a vinyl, it's a beautiful object, you have a cover and everything. Mm. But, um, yeah, for a label it's expensive and uh, uh, yeah. sometimes you don't make any money. Most of the time you don't make any money for a label, a small label. Yeah you make if yeah. like zero it's cool you know mm.
0: but, it takes uh, a long time to get the money back as well i think yeah, it's very yeah. slow and very i know slow, that I,
1: i'm into this i don't like to call it business but i'm into this thing since like more than 20 years and i know like getting mm. back the money is like is <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> yeah. a nightmare oh yeah. So,
0: yeah and the thing is if you're in a club or at a festival you don't know whether it's on vinyl or digital. You're just dancing to it if you feel it. Yeah. i saying. So.
1: And me, I remember uh, clearly the day I, I I decided to stop playing vinyl, and mm. it invo- it involves our friend Dave Clark. <laughs> it's uh. not his fault, but we were. I don't know <laughs> if you remember, but we were playing in a big festival in the north of Spain, mm. and uh, I was still playing with vinyl. It was like two thousand. 10 or 2009 something like that and okay. i'm still playing with vinyl and um it was a huge very big stage and um mm. there was so much a, like vibration like rumble is it the right word rumble like the stage was yeah. like shaking with bass mm. yeah yeah i couldn't play a record it was a nightmare A nightmare oh. because the the, it was, skip, the skipping. It was skipping all the time i was like and in front of me there was like three thousand people and they don't know, you know, for them Shit. it's my fault. And I can understand that, you know, for them it's like, he's bad, mm, he doesn't mm. know how to play. And <laughs> so it was horrible <laughs> for me, really horrible. Yeah. And then Dave played just after me. And I remember mm. at that time he was like one of the first and one of the only guy who were, he was using those um, techniques. Uh, CDJ, remember? CDJ, yeah,
0: yeah, they, I do, yeah. They
1: were good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Really
0: he was cool. one of the first, and he took a lot of shit for it as well. Yeah,
1: yeah but and then he yeah. he came on stage and he put his first track, and suddenly the sound was like, <clears throat> and people hmm. went crazy, and I was like, okay, that's it. Right. No more vinyl because I don't want to take any risk. So I skipped mm. CDs. I was not very comfortable with CDs. And then I mm. speak to USB and uh, yeah. I like Never to, look back. Yeah, but yeah, I, have, yeah. I have to be honest. I was regarding mixing skills uh, with vinyls. Uh, I, I knew how to play, but I was not mm-hmm. a great DJ. I knew how to play with vinyl. I knew how to mix properly, but I was not. Yeah. A, I was. I'm not a Jeff Mills or a Laurent Garnier or a Dave Clark or a Ben Sims. I'm not that. You know, I was. I was mm. okay. <laughs> yeah 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 for me my, i knew that technically i was not very good so i i tried for me the idea was like let's be different let's try to play music mm. that the others uh, don't play so i can yeah. make a difference with that you know
0: yeah yeah uh, and that, that i think you know people who people who really understand their music appreciate that yeah. I think, you know, that, that, that approach. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I yeah, have to yeah. play
1: playing with USB, it, for me, it's much, it's so much, uh, so, uh, not so much, but I'm much more relaxed and comfortable because when I was playing with Vinyl, I was always su- super nervous, very stressed. And yeah, that was, uh, now I'm, I'm more comfortable.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, you're less likely to lose i mean you know it's not going to get lost in the baggage or, or you know yeah. the airport
2: yeah
1: or... <laughs> I, I think we, we all the dj we have like thousands of stories like that like uh, bags, yeah, yeah. bags that don't do not arrive or arrive broken mm. or even something it, it happened to me that i was playing in a club in germany so my my flight case with the, with the records was like behind me and then i was playing and mm-hmm. there was no real DJ booth, and uh, I turned, and like half of my records were missing. Like there's some guy just took, stole, oh. and left, and I was like, what? <laughs> what? It's- no, no, so yeah, stories like that. Now with USB, yeah. it's more, it's more easy. to I mean, I'm 48. Okay. So I think the first really like strong su- souvenir I have of music that impressed me was Michael Jackson beat it <laughs> and David Bowie yeah, yeah. dance The beauty, okay. because it was the beginning of the videos, the clip, you know, on TV. Mm, and I was like, yeah, yeah. wow. But then the really the, the track, the song that changed my life is the one that I, um, selected you ask mm. me is the this Depeche Mode uh, shake the disease yeah yeah and yeah. I remember watching they were already big in France like mid 80s I was like mm. yeah, it was 12 13 and I mm. saw the video and for me it was like okay that's it I wanted I want I want to do that you know I want to yeah I want to play keyboard in an abandoned factory and look depressed but it was not a dj thing dj came much 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 later you know yeah sure sure. for me was Mm. synthesizer make music with with electronic and this Mm. this Mm. song was really like a star and also there is something else um i was much younger i was really like a child and uh, i was Mm. going through the record collection of my uncle i was like six seven or eight And he had everything, the Rolling Mm. Stones, Beatles, uh, Mm. Led Zeppelin, blah, 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 everything like rock. And in the middle, I don't know why, there was radio activity from Kraftwerk. Mm. And and this record, I I took it and watched it, you know, the original one, like black cover, and I took the record out. And the inner sleeve, all black and white, written Mm. in German. And I put the music, and it's all like noise, you know, vocoder. And I was, mm-hmm. I was a bit afraid, but <laughs> mm. curious. Yeah. And I think that's also <laughs> that also something that that light something in my brain, you know. Mm. So those those yeah. are the two important moments for me with music. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, that's interesting. Yeah, because yeah. I mean that Depeche Mode track in particular isn't isn't a particularly dancey track. It's not particularly no, yeah, um, upbeat track. Um, no,
1: it's a, it, it's yeah, it's quite it's Depeche. It's quite a melan, loop-
0: melancholy kind of thing.
1: Yeah, dark mm. and uh, all those. We've, at that time, they were using samples a lot, but they were not sampling loops from other people. They were sampling like metallic noise. And yes. uh, you know, and make doing percussion with that, and mm. I think that was uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And and they, were, they... they were top ten. If you think about it, it's crazy. You know, like yeah. experimental it's... pop.
0: Yeah, the charts. The the worst thing in the charts back then was better than the best thing in the charts. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's just because we're in our forties, man. I don't
1: know. Yeah. I'm old. I'm old. I know it. It's okay, you
0: know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Join the club, man. I'm only two years younger than you. (laughs) I mean, I know you're a massive fan of, of Depeche Mode. Obviously, but have, have they influenced you apart from that song, making you want to do it? Have, have they influenced you, in terms creatively over the years as well? Would you say?
1: Yeah, I think for for what the music that I do, I, I, I was very influenced by the, especially the 12 inch they were doing, mm. because they were really pushing uh this format back then i remember when mm. in the 80s and even in the 90s even today uh, to, till to this day when they released a single there is at least like four or five different remixes and, yeah. Um, and um yeah and uh, the 12 the 12 inch, inches we did in the 80s uh, actually you, you realize that you are influenced like but much later you know it takes time mm. and yeah like for example, there is this uh, this song called The "World in My Eyes," the 12. 12- oh, that song. You know, there mm. is a, a 12 limited one, blue. It's mm. totally work. really. It's mm. and if I listen to it now, I was listening to it uh, the other day. I was like, nah, I stole everything. <laughs> I stole everything <laughs> from this <laughs> from this record. You know, the idea, <laughs> the rhythm, the the, how they use the reverb, the arpeggio, the uh, everything. So yeah, yeah, it's a big influence. Even if I think you can hear it in some of my tracks, but it is not that yeah. used. But yeah, of course, of course.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's a sub sub uh, subconscious uh, yeah
1: exactly yeah. level
0: as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 really cool. We better talk about work then. So, I mean, it's always difficult to choose one track by an artist yeah. like them. But you you chose Home Computer. Why why that one?
1: Because it's perfect. For me, Mm. it's 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 I don't know how to say. It's funky. It's cold. It's funny. It's scary. It's everything, you know. Um, Yeah. And and especially this part in the middle, this famous arpeggio. Mm. Amazing. This moment for me, it's like it's it's absolute perfection. It's it's, Mm. it's there is a sense of space. Mm. Uh, but also there is a groove. If we play it loud, it's funky. Mm, yeah. I, I totally understand how, why the Detroit guys went crazy with that because it's mm. uh it's funky. Mm. Yeah, it's from Germany yeah. and they have ties and that, but it's funky. <laughs> so and for me it's one of the best they did. Uh, this album yeah. anyway, the whole album Computer World is an absolute masterpiece.
2: Mm. And
1: I think it's yeah, still, yeah. it's one of the rare occasions where you can say we are. When you listen to this album, they, they released it in '81. Mm. They create this album is the creation of Electro. Mm. Like numbers, for example. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Without, without numbers, there's no Electro. There's no Africa bambata There's no yeah. Atkins. There's nothing. There's, yeah, no.
0: It's, no Planet Rock. No. Yeah, Planet yeah.
1: Frog, mm. everything. Mm. For example, mm-hmm. I think it's much more difficult to say who created really techno. Electro it's for me, it's clear, it's path work.
4: This is Heidi Sabertooth and you are listening to Base Agenda.
0: And the track you chose by Juan Atkins, Techno Music, is, to me, is is the most craftwork Detroit track.
1: Yeah. It's
0: <laughs> one it's the of perfect, the most. Detor-
1: for me, it's the perfect combination. Where they to, meet. Uh, You can mm. hear the European influence, the craftwork influence, but you can hear also the funk from Detroit, this groove. And I remember I, I discovered this track when I bought, in, it was in 88, 89. I was a kid, I was like 17. Uh, the the compilation uh i have it somewhere my records are over there but yeah um this compilation the new dance sound of detroit you know it's a double yeah the white i've got i've got the cd i haven't yeah. got vinyl <laughs> have the vinyl and mm. there wow, is, cool. all the tracks are amazing oh yeah the Derek yeah, may yeah. uh it is what it is uh kevin sanderson mm. everything but this ron atkins track it, for me is like it's again it's it's perfect, you know. And I tried. Yeah. It was really like the beginning when I was starting, started, started. Sorry, I don't know to make music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 20, mm. I tried mm. to copy this sequence like a million times. I tried, I tried, I tried. it's so like spending hours trying to copy it, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I love, of course, Ron Atkins did a lot of amazing uh, tracks, you know, of course, the classic so ride, No UFOs, mm. uh, et etc., etc. cetera. Et cetera. Uh, the yeah. Cybertron, so Model 500, it's endless. But, uh, but uh, this one, I think it's my favorite from uh, Juan Atkins, yeah.
0: How were you exposed to that? I mean, I can understand you saw Depeche Mode video on, on on MTV or whatever. How were you? How were you exposed to things like Detroit techno and the more underground sound?
1: So I, I don't know for you in England, but in France, uh, Inner City Big Fun was a big hit.
0: Yeah, it was on it TV. Was,
1: yeah. It yeah. was on TV. Was on the radio. So and I liked mm. it. I was really like mm. a new wave kid kid, mm-hmm. listening to the Depeche, but also like The Cure and then New Order. I was really into this kind of music, but when I heard, there was like a few seven inch that it was really the beginning, like S-Express, uh, mm-hmm. ten from S-Express, Inner City, so big fan. Uh, there was also Bomb the Bass with Beat This, Tim Simenon, amazing producer. Yeah, fantastic. Um, Cold Cut, the early stuff, like uh, Mm. Dr. In the House, you know, I don't know if you remember those did All all, all of these, I remember every single Uh, one, man. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so that's how I became uh, aware of Detroit Techno, because I bought the 7-inch in a city and uh, at that time, you know, when you're you're a kid, you're like passionate. So I was like reading everything on the record. Who produced? (laughs) Who, 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 what label? Who are those people? So it was written on the 7-inch, like uh written by kevin sanders Kevin Master Reese Sanderson. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: course back then you couldn't Google it, you couldn't search, no. you had to yeah, you yeah. had to do the re- yeah,
1: yeah, listen kids. No Google, no nothing back then. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to yeah. look for it. You, in yeah, magazine and, in. and like fanzine, fanzi- 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 I don't know how you pronounce that. But um Fanzine, yeah. 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 And yeah. I remember the seven-inch of Inner City, the B-side. It's a, a remix from Ron Atkins, where he put everything in mm. reverse. Ah, what, 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 uh, what, yeah, yeah, focus. yeah. This, and I was like, "Wow, what's that?" You know, and um, yeah, yeah. that's how I, I was like, "I need more." <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> need more of people, that. Pe- people, today don't realize that when we heard those sounds, we'd never heard them before. No, it was yeah, a total.
1: Were, it was a. It's it, a revolution. Exactly. It's it sounds a bit uh naive to say that to say that today but it was mm. a revolution mm. s express mm. was also one of the records that changed my life yeah know? yeah because when i started to make music i was so a big fan of the mode the new order but for me i was like at that time uh, electronic equipment was very expensive and especially mm. what they were using yeah, yeah. it was like i want to do this but i'm it's too, the, the equipment is too expensive and I'm not mm. that good. I mean, it's too, it, it seems to be like it was impossible, you know. But then right. I heard S-Express on the radio. I loved mm. it. Temp from S-Express, Mark Moore. Mm. and I mm. bought the 12 and there, on, again, side there is a, a version of uh, Temp from S-Express, which is my product house mix, something like that. And it's okay. just like a kick and the baseline like going uh, acid, you know. Mm. Okay. Was like, like a dub mix kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, "This I can do. This uh, I can." I mean, I'm not trying to say that uh, I will be better than S Express, but uh, <laughs> it seems <laughs> like I could, I could do something. You know, it was uh, accessible. Yeah. Yeah it was a bit more a bit more basic. Yeah, yeah, very basic like the drum machine, yeah. line, some samples mm. like vocals, uh, 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 like like this and I was like mm, this mm. this is something that I think I, I can do it, you know. Right. And right. Uh, then uh, that's how it started mm. for me. At, at that
0: point, what did you start making music with what what, what was your first sort of gear or uh, the, uh,
1: my first uh, my first synthesizer was the MS20 from Korg. Mm-hmm. I bought it because it looked good. I didn't know anything <laughs> about, about synthesizers and I, needed, Sexy machine. Yeah, <laughs> I knew I wanted one. And I, I saw one in where I live in Grenoble in a second hand uh, uh, shop for music instruments. And mm. It was so cheap. It was like 700 French francs, which is like, uh, like 300 euros. You know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Very cheap. Pretty, pretty cheap. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, that's. I started with that. And then I bought a little drum machine, Boss, for those who know, uh, DR one 110 Okay. Very really small, like, like a toy, you know. Ah. Based, okay. And then the other keyboard, I bought another keyboard, like, so, again, second hand, very cheap, like Korg uh, Poly 800. Yeah. And that's how it started, yeah. Mm. Wow. No, In my bedroom, no. like, I was, of course, living at my parents' house, so I was, like, spending nights, like, tweaking Yeah, yeah. Synthesizer. Yeah, yeah. Mm. trying to copy the
0: sequence from Warnack. Yeah, and... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hi, this is Cisco from the Advent, and I listen to Face Agenda.
1: this track is really one of my main influences. I think you can really hear it, you know. Mm. And the funny thing is like, many times I tried to, I wanted to make a cover uh, of it. Mm. Uh, And every time I tried, I I never really managed to play the main, this weird melody line. Mm. And every time I tried, I ended up uh, uh, writing another track, you know, right. and the first time was 1982 with Miss Kittin. Mm-hmm. And the second time was Flesh and Bone. You know, like I, I tried two times to do a cover of Lady Shave and mm-hmm. those, those two uh, tries, tries, yeah? yeah those yeah, two yeah. Uh, attempts to, mm-hmm. to do the cover ended up <laughs> at being being two of my biggest uh, songs. You yeah, know, yeah. and Flesh and Bone, because if you listen to the bass line, it's exactly the same as lady shape. Don, 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 yeah, don, don, I
0: can don. see that's that's the closest one to it, I think, isn't it? That? Yeah,
1: and and also the little synth riff upon it was mm. a, was an attempt to to, to, to do this fat Gadget thing, and I never really managed to, to to do it. But in the end, it was two of my main tracks. So um, yeah, yeah, so I think it's a good track to try to, <laughs> to cover yeah you know, and, um, and uh, I remember a long time ago when I released the Fashion Bone uh, I met uh, Daniel Miller from Mute mm-hmm. the legendary Daniel Miller yeah. and I said to him that my track Fashion Bone was really influenced by a uh, lady shape from package mm-hmm. and he said to me yeah I heard it you know uh, <laughs> it, uh, yeah sure. Well, at least so, you're
0: honest uh, about it, man. Because some people do these things and then they pretend it—you know—it was all their own idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You, me, I'm always honest with that. When yeah. I, uh, about my influences or when I try to copy someone. Uh, uh, I mean, it's music, you know. Uh, mm. You always have an influence, you know. Uh, cool. So, and this track, I mean, the sound, how, how it's produced, how, the, the melody. The atmosphere everything it's exactly what i like even mm. music in general it's minimal it's mm. dark it's dense floor you can play it mm. so even today and the crazy thing is like it's from 1981 but you can play it today and the sound is good you know the yeah. peak is here and
0: yeah. uh i was listening to it just before we we, we spoke and it, it, it stands yeah. up it stands up today very well Yeah, no, it? no,
1: it's really uh, for me it's in my top three uh, ever of my favorite songs uh, in electronic music. That makes me think, I mean, we, when we started the interview two weeks ago, I think, mm. we didn't know, but that makes me think, for me, this track also is related to uh, Cabaret Voltaire, mm. uh, with Richard Kirk, who yeah, very sad. a few days ago, that's very sad, and again, mm. I mean, needless to say, for me, that Cabaret Voltaire is a huge, huge influence. And mm. for me, mm. they are really... Uh, I had the chance to make a track with uh, the singer uh, sure. Stefan Malinder. We did a track together with Alessandro Adriani, uh, Stefan Maninder from Cabaret Voltaire and Me, the three of us. Mm. And he still now is the, the... He's not the only one from uh, Cabaret Voltaire because at the beginning there were three guys, Richard Kirk, yeah. Maninder and Chris Watson. Right, yeah, and now, and now uh, I'm in Cabaret Voltaire. I, I guess it's it's over because uh, Kirk died, but um, mm. um, yeah, anyway, Malinder is still doing music now, and it's very good, I have to mm. say, really interesting, mm. yes, yeah. and um, and of course, yeah, Cabaret Voltaire was a big, big, big influence on me. Mm. I well, for me, um... really. I mean, they were doing house and techno before everybody, really. They were walking in Chicago with Marshall Jefferson and people like that, mm. in 88, 89, you know, uh, really at yeah. the beginning. They were always, I uh, would say, uh, not upfront, but they were always ahead, you know. ahead yeah, like, uh, everybody else, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: What, what, I mean, it would be quite nice to tr- to play a track, I think, on the show. Um, From them? From Cabaret Voltaire? What would would be a a sort of favourite for you maybe? Uh,
1: It's hard to to choose one. Because (laughs) they had so many different Different uh, periods in their career. They went from Industrial to New Wave, Electro, and then to techno and House. And and they they did everything. Or maybe we we have time for two. Yeah,
0: Yeah, man, I can do it.
1: There is one called Obsession. It's from the, the album Voice of America. Yeah. It's, it's from 79 or 80. It's really like their dark cold wave period. I love this one. Okay. And then something more dance floor, uh, I would say uh, there is one called Y. It's not very famous, and there is a vocoder, and it's nearly EBM, Electro, it's craft work kind of thing. Mm. It's really cool also. Mm. There is so many things. They did so many concepts yeah, uh, so before. Range, yeah. range of yeah, yeah, start, yeah, yeah. No, they're really, and, and for example, Richard Kirk, uh, mm-hmm. of course, he was doing this cabaret, it was, uh, was his main project, I guess, but he had like tons of uh side projects with different names. Yeah. And for example, he was one of the early uh warp uh, release as a sweet Exhaust.
0: I was exor- going to say, when I first came across him. Right. The artificial intelligence yes, yes, that, 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 yeah. that That's when I first knew his
1: name, really.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was amazing, yeah. really nice. He yeah. did this amazing track that I, we could play also, like Swift Exorcist Test 1 on mm-hmm. Warp. It's a mm-hmm. uh, masterpiece. It, 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 it was at the same time as LFO, all the early Warp released, this bleep sound from Sheffield, from the north of England. Yeah. And he was part of it. Again, he <laughs> was here. Started there was this French magazine, a uh, music magazine called <laughs> funny name but called Rock, Rock and Folk, <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. and it was it was like the enemy in, in UK, you know like the main music magazine, mm-hmm. MEO, right. you know from this kind of 80s uh, magazine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I bought I bought this magazine. Uh, I think it was in 86. I was like 14. Yes, 14. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: in this magazine there was a kind of a ABC of all electronic bands from the period, you know, from uh, from, you know, in alphabetical order. Yeah. And so yeah. when I bought this magazine, I knew only the Mode in this ABC and Crawford. And then there was all these those other bands. So uh, Daft, uh, Cabaret Voltaire, Froben Gristle, uh, mm. I don't know, uh, SPK, uh, Front 242, Needs everything. Mm. And so, you know, when you're like a kid, I took a pen. And every time I was in a, going to a record shop, I was buying one and then make a cross. Okay, this I have. This I right, I like that, yeah, yeah. And then that's how I discovered Cap Voltaire. And I remember the first 12-inch that I bought, a second hand for like, almost like two euros or something. Back then it was like French franc, not euros. Sure. And it was the, the 12 called James Brown. Mm. And uh, it's, it's a kind of electric, it's, it's more like, yeah, it's a dance floor track. Yeah. All, with this weird twist that Cabaret Voltaire mm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And
1: from that, I started to buy everything I, I could find uh, about them. And so, uh, no, but, yeah, it's uh, endless. The, the music, yeah. there is so much music. So, yeah, yeah. that's really sad. And it's, it's really, he it was not old. I mean, he was 65, you know, that's not old. It, it, yeah. And he yeah. it just released, like, two albums in, in, like, <laughs> one year. You know, yeah. the it, guys still very... Uh, doing a lot so yeah that's that's a big loss
2: This is DJ Overdose and you are listening to Base Agenda!
3: to change your world by producers and DJs that change the world
1: deepspaceradio.com It's it's one of those tracks that you do in like 30 minutes Mm. I I love this one because it's very simple very simple but it it was like one of the first times where I finally uh, succeed in doing what I had in mind
2: most okay. difficult
1: thing is like when you do music. So sometimes, most of the times, you can you hear stuff in your head, like yeah, I'm gonna do this like this, and then you can't really translate it to on your voice. And it takes time actually. You need time
0: to. to I've, a lot of people have said that it, it's that, that's a very hard process. Yeah, yeah.
1: you need really yeah, time, yeah. time unless you're a genius. But uh, uh, me, it took me time, and it, and I love this mm. track because it's like. It's, I have a clear uh, uh, memory of being really happy because it sounded mm-hmm. exactly like I, I wanted to. I mm. wanted to. Mm. So and again, Miss Kittin sent her the track, and then she had this amazing idea with MTV, which is kind yeah. of pathetic in a way with real TV and all this shit. Yeah. <laughs> we we yeah. were in advance. You know, we were talking about that already like 15 years ago, you know. So, uh, yeah, I love this one. Yeah. yeah.
0: Miss Kitten many times but just for people who may not know so, so you guys you both grew up in Grenoble is that right yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We're, we're from yeah. the same city mm. and I met her in a club actually mm. next year it will be oh, 30 years that we know each other It was I'm, we met in 92 in a techno club here in Grenoble mm-hmm. and for a very short period of time she was uh, now I can say it's okay she was a, like a dancer in the club like, like a Go go dance. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's how we met. I was like, she, yeah, "Yeah, She looks cool. She, she's cool. She's uh, and then we started yeah, yeah. to to speak, and I discovered that she was more than that. She already had musical ideas. She already wanted to play, to mix, to do mm. music. And we, and at that time, we were very like few people uh into show sure. uh, who wanted to do something in techno music. It was speaking mm. with you. Also, I met around at the same time, more or less. I met uh, Oksia uh, mm. Olivier, okay. who does Oksia. Uh, mm. mm. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, We, yeah. Yeah, we met. Uh, yeah, that's a long time. Yeah.
0: Mm. And we started. You, so I was just going to say, you mentioned earlier on that you you've got a new album with with her. Yeah, coming up soon. Yeah.
1: I think we we postponed Mm. the the release date many times because of this COVID uh, situation, but uh, it's not so bad. So now the album is done. More or less everything is finished. The artwork uh, all the technical aspect of it, like uh, who will distribute it. We were, we are going to release it uh, ourselves on uh, Miskitin's label. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, we were like, you know what? Let's do it ourselves. We were supposed mm. to do it with Dark mm. Countries, but finally it didn't, it's not happening. But everything is mm. fine with Josh and Dark Countries, but uh, mm. we took another option anyway. Um, sure. But we will do more things on Dark Countries later, uh, I hope, if Josh wants us. And we, yeah, yeah. no problem, no, but, sure. um,
0: What problem. So, what can people expect from, from the album? What have you, have you come?
1: Oh, uh, it's, it, it's, 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 um, It's it's a short album. It's like eight tracks. Um, Uh Anyway, nobody listens to albums anymore today. So people have have a a very short uh, attention. uh, I don't know that you know uh, attention uh, span. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, Yes. So, and I think we will release it. So I think beginning of next year and Mm -hmm. uh and it's it's kind of a i don't like to say that but it's not like back to the roots but it's there is something similar with the first album as it's like it's like a bit dirty like the second album we wanted to do something pop really clean Mm -hmm. going we went to the studio in london we did like like the professional way we Mm -hmm. worked with pascal gabriel who was involved in s express so you know things Mm (laughs) <laughs> it's a small world, man. Just apart, yeah, <laughs> and so the second album was very clean, very poppy, and it's—I mm. think it's a good record. But for mm. this one, we <clears throat> we wanted to go back to something more dirty and minimal. Yeah,
0: right. Mm. Oh, I look forward to it, man. Yeah. You, are you able to tell us what the album's is called, or is it too early?
1: I'm not sure. Of the, uh, we, we changed the name. I, I think it, first we wanted to call it Free and then Trois in French, and now I think it's called Fur. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> I have okay. to ask uh, Caroline. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, but it will be something huh. like that. of those tracks it's an old one mm. very old one 99 I think and um, mm. I don't know why I like it mm. but it's one of my most popular track okay. like, because we uh, two years ago or three years ago uh, Steffi from Klaxon mm. she asked me like can we re-release it because the, of course the original 12 was like long uh, um, there was no more, you know, you couldn't find it anymore. It was quite expensive on Discogs. And I okay. said, yeah, sure. So we re-released it on Claxon uh, three years ago. Mm. And we sold quite a lot, quite a lot. Mm. And again, mm. it's, 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 those, it, it's this kind of track that you do in like a night or three hours. And I remember mm. I did a lot of tracks since now, more than 20 years, yeah, 25 mm. years that I'm doing music. This one I can I remember clearly how I made it. So for the for those who wants to know the baseline is the MS20. Okay. The drum machine it's uh, DR6 660, it's a bus like the Roland drum machine, mm-hmm. and, okay. and then uh, there is other synths, there is the Poly 800, and there is this Italian synth I was using back then, the CL DK 80, so that's for the nerds, for the geek, for the... <laughs>
0: the geeks, yeah, 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 it's got great energy that track, I mean it's very, yeah. really power- powerful, I, I enjoy it a lot.
1: It's, it's simple, actually it's one of those tracks who made me realize, Keep it simple. You know, make it mm. make it simple. Mm. Make it. Uh, I don't like the word minimal because people would think minimal house, but no, I mean minimal and effective. Yeah.
0: Absolutely love flesh and bones. I think it might even have been the first track I heard mm-hmm. of yours. I've got it. Probably was Dave Clark's fault because I, most things start with him for me. But nice. um, amazing, amazing track, and it's such an interesting structure as well—the the, the, the stop-start. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to hear your your why that one's important to you, man.
1: Uh, I I did this this track. It was in two thousand four. So it was like it was like the beginning of the end of Electro Clash, and um, but it was still right. big. And, yeah, yeah. Um, at that time, I was listening to a lot of rock, actually, like really nothing underground. Like really, I was listening to the Ramones, mm-hmm. the Pixies, and Nirvana. So you know, big names. Nothing like no underground or really mm-hmm. like the big. And I was especially. Mm. I was interested in the fact how they, the, the Ramones is like just two minutes mm-hmm. and no break for yeah. no solo. So that's another thing. But Nirvana and Pixies, what, I've, what I liked is like there is this structure of like, they call it like quiet, loud mm-hmm. versus, yeah. versus is quiet. And then suddenly mm-hmm. the chorus came and it's so yeah. loud. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, I was like, let's try to do that in an electronic uh, context with techno. Mm. Mm. Even if my track—it's not techno, Flesh and Burn—it's not a techno track. It's a—it's a, I don't know. It's a, its not a loopy thing, you know. It's not Jeff Mills. It's, it's a song. I mean, I don't know how to call it, but
0: really, I think that's—I think that's one of the things. But I think that's why I liked i like it and liked it back then—is is that it—it it doesn't easily fit into a category, yeah, which is which is a good
1: thing, I think. You know. I mean, it's a—it's—it's a—it's a song. If you look at it absolutely yeah it's a song but you can play it in a techno set you know uh, yeah. it's 130 bpm you can yeah
0: yeah the real yeah, cool yeah,
1: idea yeah. was to if you I took really literally the structure of smell like teen spirit from Nirvana and I just yeah, put yeah. me the structure not the song the structure mm. quiet loud quiet loud break down loud, yeah, yeah. Yeah but with no transition no like it, there's no transition when it's quiet and when it's loud it's like yeah. like brutal you know mm. so that, that was yeah. the main idea behind this this track mm.
0: um, and was it always was it always a vocal did it start out as, as being a vocal track did you uh, have vocals in mind for uh,
1: i wanted when i did it i knew that it needed vocals Mm. And uh, but I'm I'm a terrible singer and so I knew it won't be me. But I, I asked Ian, uh, Ian Clark from Detroit, he's mm. doing this perspective. Mm. He was in um, yeah. he was in uh Le Car, you know, on uh, mm. audio. And we are good yeah. friends. And um, also another influence of that track was Fat Gadget, Lady Shave. And I just mm. uh, I just called him and I said, I have this. Uh, this track, uh, and the idea is just what I, I just explained, mm. you can do something and he said to me, yeah I can try mm. and I sent him mm. the track and you know when 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 something is good, I mean it's, I don't want to sound pretentious, but when you have a good feeling, when you're, you're really confident, everything works immediately. Mm. And I remember he sent me back the track with the vocals like maybe three days later, and he was like, I'm not so sure, let me know if, if it's good for you. And I listened to the track, yeah. and I was like, you know what, that's it. It's perfect. You know, it's it's exactly what I had, not what I had in mind, but what I was expecting from him. And uh, he did an amazing job. Yeah, yeah. it's really. Yeah, perfect. I mean, his voice is... It's
0: perfect. In fact, you're, yeah. you, 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 you've... I, you've, you've obviously got a, a, an ear for for the right vocalist because Miss Kitten's voice is, is absolutely perfect for, for that music that you do as well. And there's the, even the remit that you, you did a track with Dirk De Devo from Neon yeah. Judgment. So yeah. It's just there's very very good selection of. It's like another instrument. In, yeah, uh, it's licks,
1: uh, yeah, it's it's uh, and uh, mm. and yeah. now mm. I think uh, I don't know if we can call this track a classic, but it's one of my <laughs> classic. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm very proud of it. Sometimes I was bored of it because I played it m- many times a lot of times because it was quite a big hit in Europe. Yeah, um, sure, but uh, no, I like it. I'm very proud of mm. it actually. Yeah. yeah, no, you
0: should be. Man, yeah, sure. it's yeah. a really yeah. cool track.
4: Helena Hauf und ihr hört Base Agenda Radio.
0: see yeah. a different a different style really, a more sort of melodic and slower track. It's very, very, yeah,
1: very I, beautiful I, track. I like this one because it's this kind of track that I started over and over again and that finally I managed to one day, I had the melody, very very. you can hear all my influences in this track, there is everything. Definitely. Definitely. It's yeah, work, yeah. it's Drexia, it's a little bit of Italo. Um, mm. New wavy a little bit, so. mm. but for me it all, it all makes sense, you know, the, and that's why yeah. I like this one because I spent a lot of time on this one and um, yeah, I'm mm. very proud of it. I think it's, it's, yeah, it's my kind of tribute to Detroit, to mm. Atkins, mm. yeah, to all those guys. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, no, really nice, really nice. You were saying earlier that when you first heard craftwork, it kind of you cut. Kind of, you were kind of afraid. Yeah. And I remember here the first time I heard Pure Energy. Oh yeah. Yeah. I heard that. I heard that in a set, and I was in my car, <laughs> and I had, I had it up loud, and yeah. that came on. I was just like, "Fuck!" I thought I was going to have to pull over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's immensely. I mean, how do you do that, man? It's such a huge sound.
1: It's Pure Energy. Everything comes from the sample, the vocal sample is Mm. uh, i'm a huge uh big star trek fan okay the original series from the 60s only yeah yeah right right Mm. and so the vocal pure energy it's spock um that's come from star trek Mm. and i was like watching this episode and it's like what's the exact word It's like uh uh it uh only like he, he, he's like there is an alien and it has no body, no shape, no nothing. And Spock is like mm. it's only pure energy. And I was like, mm. wow, that's cool. And uh, so I took sample and then yeah. this big baseline. Oh, 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 oh. For me, it's mm. like Belgium rave kind of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. like early 90s. Mm. I did it with the Jupiter 6. I was sometimes I had no idea. I, I just play around on my synths. And sometimes mm. when you find a sound that you like, it can give you mm. ideas. Mm. But sure. this sound, it's just an LFO, you know, basically. It's, it's there's nothing mm. crazy, it's like, and I was like, wow.
0: Mm. <laughs> so. I was like,
1: okay, I have to do something with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it was so, effa- I, I'm sure the hair on my arm stood up when I first heard it. <laughs> I was just like, wow. I like it, I like it. It's a good one. It's yeah.
2: great. Pure energy. <laughs>
3: And you're listening to the number one underground base agenda.
0: just as Amato, mm-hmm. um, just slightly different slightly yeah. different. Uh,
1: it's style. a little bit different, uh, Amato is more, uh, I had this this idea of doing a, a live, it was like a live project and I wanted to, mm. to play like new tracks, Oh like unreleased mm. stuff, I'm not going, I, I didn't want to play the old ones, I didn't want to play fashion Bones and all of this, so yeah. uh, I was like, yeah. Let's let's take another name. So I took my name actually, and mm. um, and mm. did, it was more like this kind of minimal EBM uh, amateur. Yeah, yeah. So for mm. the moment I, I I did a lot of live live show actually under this name. Mm. Uh, you played but, ADE, no. didn't you? I think Dave
0: Clark's Whip it was it Whip it one of those uh, ADE. Ah yeah
1: yeah yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah 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 he invited me to play was it <laughs> yeah like uh, it was uh, after an electro after party. That was crazy. I yeah, yeah. We were there? No. Uh,
0: I wasn't. I wasn't. I've oh. been to. I, that's the only one I missed. Unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't make that one. But and yeah. I, so it's during during the daytime.
1: Isn't yeah. It? And uh, actually, adults were supposed to play. Yeah, and, that's right. uh, The cancel. So Dave called me um, not last minute, but really like kind of short. And I said, mm. "Can you, you know, play?" I said, "Of course, of course." <laughs> And uh, I remember yeah, yeah. going to the club Melquick, uh <laughs> mm. at like 10 in the morning, and it was like super yeah. loud, like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was dark, you I know, was like, okay, this is yeah, yeah. And it was I like good that venue. Yeah, it's a nice. That's I like cool. that venue very yeah. much. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, cool. So you 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 will continue with that project? Do you think? Uh,
1: for the moment, it's like uh, I'm, I'm not doing things under that name. But yeah, maybe later yeah. I will I will I will do more stuff like this. Like this. We'll, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Sure. Uh, fair enough. man. Pleased to see that you did that release with um, Laurent uh, Commuter. Ah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's great, man. I really enjoyed that one as well.
1: No, I'm really happy with what we we have. Exactly more or less the same musical test with Laurent with Commuter. I think he's even. I know more, you're both
0: <laughs> massive, massive Depeche Mode fans. He's it,
1: more, more crazy than me about Depeche Mode. Really, really. He's like he knows everything. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah but, yeah, uh, yeah we, <laughs> we we did that and it's it's so easy to work with him because we know exactly what to do and the idea for this for those tracks was um uh, when there was this uh, Chernobyl uh, series on TV you know oh
0: yes I saw that really good.
1: Yeah. I think it, it's amazing
2: mm, it's so yeah, dark,
1: yeah. so intense mm. so like each Russia, it's really heavy and we were talking about that and he also really liked it. And I was like, let's let's try to do an imaginary soundtrack for the series. Actually, the original soundtrack of, of Chernobyl is amazing also mm. in different styles. Yes. But uh, yeah, yes, that was yes. the idea. And mm. we did those tracks and I'm really happy and the remix that the uh, DMX crew and uh, Phil did Mm. Good. Very good. Yeah, no, it's a great release. We will really do really more. We will do more like
0: this. Yeah, yeah. I hope so, man. Mm-hmm. That'd be really, that'd be really, really cool. chose a couple of tracks i asked you to choose some tracks by other people mm-hmm. that have impressed you recently so you chose two by prz or yeah, PRZ. yeah. Uh, these are both yeah powerful i think these were both in the mix you did for dj mag as well weren't yeah,
1: they? yeah 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 it's, uh, yeah it's um yeah this guy i think is from Tel aviv and i i don't know uh i heard that on facebook someone posted it i don't know maybe clone because it, it's on clone and I right. was like, wow, this is exactly what I play and what I like. Mm. Exactly. So it's this it's and again, that's what I, yeah I was thinking about this interview we were doing. I'm not a mm. I'm not a purist, you know, I'm not an electro purist. I love electro, I love texture. But me, my mm. music, I had this silly idea to, mm-hmm. to put a four to four beat on electro melodies. That I'm, I'm not saying that it's mm. me. But that was the idea I had like 20 years ago, maybe more. And Anthony Rotter also did this kind of stuff, like yeah, yeah. electro bassline and melodies, arpeggio, mm. and chorephoric style or the effect, but with a four to four uh, yeah. beat. So you can make a, mm. because when you play, now it's okay to play electro today. But mm. Seven years ago, you know, because mm. trends goes up and down, you know, yeah, or so yeah, if yeah. you play like a, a, a real like electro track to, to a normal crowd, they were like, What's mm-hmm. that? You know? So this yeah, yeah, yeah. this what I'm trying to do with my music is like to because of the four to four, it's easier for people to understand, but the melodies and the bass line and everything, the vocoder and mm. it's like pure electro. So yeah. um, a bit more abstract. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's what I'm I'm trying to do. But if you think about it, now that I think about it again. The first one who did that was Doppler Effect, uh, yeah, master yeah. organism that everybody mm. copies since like 25 years. Da-dun, yeah. da-dun, 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 mm. da-dun, da-dun. Yeah. It's a four to four. Mm.
0: It's sterilization as well. It's, sterilization.
1: Yeah. Uh, mm. so yeah. Anyway, yeah. The Doppler Effect is like, for me, he's the only artist who who, who pushed with Drexia, of course. Drexia mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everything that's, I want to say, their galaxy. So, yeah, yeah. Prefect, Drexia, mm-hmm. uh, Deirdsiclus, Translusion, all those projects. Mm-hmm. We never really yeah. know who is who, and who yeah, is yeah, yeah. Electro. It's a mystery. Yeah. 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 For me, they are the only one who pushed Electro, who are um, not better than Kraftwerk. But for me, Kraftwerk are the ultimate uh, mm. uh, in Electro. It doesn't yeah, yeah. mean that the others are bad. I'm, I'm just saying that Kraftwerk set at oh, yeah. such a, a standard, I don't know how to say, you know, mm. such a level of quality that the oh, only one who pushed it further are mm. the Etia and Doppler effect. They, they, took, yeah. they took it somewhere else, you know, more. Mm.
0: Yeah, well, so, I mean, so many people are still mm. basically remaking
1: Drexia track yeah. even now. Including you know. me, you know, I have to be, you have to be honest sometimes, you know, I'm always like, no, Michelle. No, stop. They did it, you know. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but, it's but it still good.
0: sounds good, and it's it's good yeah. to hear with like modern technology and modern yeah. mastering. Obviously, you know, you, you get a different uh, yeah. feel to it. projects that you you, you've got in the pipeline you can tell us about
1: uh so there is this um ep i'm going to release on um so it's a sub label of pink man right it's like six tracks it's 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 a bit of yeah it's a a bit of electro i mean it's my style you know but more Mm. uh, yeah this one with a more a bigger uh, let's say detroit influence okay like i used Sounds that I didn't use for years, you know, those classic Detroit pads that I mm-hmm. didn't use mm-hmm. for ma- lo- a, long, a long time, and mm-hmm. then I, uh, I started to use them again, and it gives a it gives a, a timeless feeling to the music, you know. Maybe yes. now, but it it be mm-hmm. 20 years ago or five years ago, mm-hmm. it, it's uh, that's what also I like with music. It's like when you can't really tell when it's is it new mm-hmm. or is it old, yeah. or you know, when it's timeless
0: timeless classic
1: oh, sound yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay, so cool. and uh yeah i'm going to do more stuff uh i'm waiting for the winter actually to do music <laughs> yeah 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 but so you can hibernate in your in your yeah, studio <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: yeah 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 i get you yeah yeah no that's cool man no that's really cool i i, I don't think oh, oh sorry i had one question from a listener i asked i asked on facebook if anybody wanted to ask you a question you had a track that was featured in Grand Theft Auto 5
1: oh yeah video video yeah.
0: game yeah. just just he was curious to find
1: out how that happened I don't know if you, if you I don't know it. I don't know how you, honestly okay. <laughs> I, I was I, I play video games from time to time but I, I only have um, you know the small uh, Nintendo one where it's only like retro gaming actually so I don't play right. the new games. And actually when they asked me, they asked us, because it's my track, but remixed by Iger to put our track in in GTA, GTA, right? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know what GTA was. I was like, what's that? Oh, okay.
2: And and my manager
1: was like, it's the most, video game that is like sold like millions you know i was like oh really yeah. oh okay i'll do it you know, like,
0: i hope you got paid man <laughs> it was
1: okay it was okay but it's not there's so many tracks on this game you know you have different yeah. videos so there's so many artists so many tracks that in the end you it was we had okay money but it was not like uh,
0: crazy mm. you know? Okay. Yeah. Well, this guy, obviously, this guy's a big fan of GTA <laughs> yeah. and, a, and a big fan of that track while he's playing. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, there you go. Somebody appreciates it, man. The other question somebody asked was, yeah, has, has there been any influence uh, from people like Terence Fixma? Oh. Uh, um... I mean, I know you appreciate his music.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, Terence is a very good friend and, um, Mm. um, yeah, in a way, his music influenced me because he was, we have to give him this credit, like, because since three years, uh, everybody's about like EBM, you know, EBM, blah, blah, blah. But the first one, I mean, there were two, but the first one who really brought back Right? Yeah. Brought back EBM mm-hmm. was was yeah yeah, Hitler. Yeah, yeah. Hitler. yeah, yeah. But not now. Uh, Twenty years ago, uh, yeah Hitler got in touch with Douglas McCarthy, which is uh, who is the singer of meter And at that time, at that time, Douglas was not doing music anymore. He was working for the cinema industry. I don't know what he was doing. Mm. So technically, <laughs> Terence Fixmer on his own bring back EBM into techno. Mm. And also David Carreta, I have to say, he was very important. Mm. So, uh, also a very good friend. We are very good friends, the three of us, because we were all together Mm. on Gigolo Records. uh, Yes,
0: of course, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Back in the days. Mm. And and so, yeah, DJ Hell, hell, everything. mm. But so, uh, Mm. does uh, Terrence's music influence me? Yeah, in a way, yeah. His baseline, uh, and, and yeah, and Gigolo was all about, it was all about like bringing back, but in a modern context, bringing back electro, bringing back, bringing back EBM, Italo, all these 80s mm. things. But you know, mm. but it was not just retro. I don't like when it's only retro. I like when when mm. you use things from the past to try to make something a bit newer.
0: of man you're listening to base agenda on deep space radio as we got chatting about uh, Terence Fixma, I just had to play his remix of Eurocold by The Hacker. Absolutely love this track. So powerful. And then we've got one more track for the show coming up. Going back to that Interzone compilation that's just come out on The Hacker's label. Keeping the pace up with Millimetric. A track called Neo Wave. Thank you for listening. Huge love and thanks and respect out to The Hacker for taking part in Bass Agenda. Don't forget if you want the full tracklist and download of the show, You can head over to baseagenda.co.uk soundcloud.com slash baseagenda and the iTunes feed at some point on Saturday. Everything you need is on there. I'll be back next month with Lloyd Stella. Until then, take care of yourself. Cheers.